0: Welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the moves of the past 10 years. I'm your host, Jack Draper, and with me is my co-host, Clay Williams.
1: This is, hey, this is going to be a really funny episode. <laughs> it's just going to be full of laughs and <laughs> chortles and giggling. It's it's like a... Par- I, 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 I just, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know.
0: It's like Paddington 2 energy. Right? Oh
1: yeah, 100%. It's just going to be yeah. charming. It's just going to be so charming and
0: heartwarming. <laughs> and with us this week is uh kyle amato of podcast hey how's it going guys yeah um do you want to tell folks at home a little bit
2: about yourself uh yeah so i run the Hawkcast, which is a podcast about ethan hawk um we just talk about all of his movies and books that he wrote and pretty much anything that he's dipped a toe in um i started it a few years ago just because i wanted to have a project and also an excuse to talk to my friends about movies. Uh, and we're just about wrapping up. We recorded before sunrise the other day. Um, and then we'll just, whenever he has a new thing, we'll reconvene. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to have like a full body of work there and to just um, figure out my next move.
0: Uh, so have you be, done
2: everything? Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. gotta be, we have like over 70 episodes at this point. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, And outside of that, uh, I write for Boston Hassle, do reviews for that, um, some interviews and stuff. Uh, Yeah, I think that's about it. Nice. And you said the trilogy for last. Yeah, we did, because it's good. Uh, And because Ethan Hawke, it's a few different reasons, because I like him. He's one of my favorite actors, because I I think that he, no matter what he is in, he always brings something to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's really smart and like actually like an intelligent person from every interview I've read and seen him in, like he, he's constantly, tr- he, he's constantly trying to find an angle for whatever it is he's doing. It's like, how can, what's interesting about this? Um, he's on the board of the New York library. So he like supports oh, wow. books and shit. Yeah, no, he's, he's just like a good person yeah. and it's, and he kind of has like the ideal cre- creative career because he hasn't, had to do a ton of stuff where it's like so clear that Ethan Hawks is doing it the, for the paycheck. Like he doesn't do what Nick Cage or anyone does because yeah, because he's not uh, dumb and spending his money on uh, whatever Nick Cage does, like dinosaur bones and stuff. Mm. I, he's someone who really cares about the craft of cinema. And I thought a way to tri- to make a tribute to him is a podcast where I insult him for half the episodes. <laughs> so
0: I love that tape episode where you're just like, this guy is. The- <laughs> yeah
2: i mean i really liked tape as a movie it's just like
0: mm. his character is uh yeah questionable it's just, at best a crackhead
2: in that and, and um, it's
0: different in 2019 and 2020 yeah no that yeah
2: that's the thing yeah um yeah what's that, that like our third episode basically That was crazy just, yeah um,
1: did you go in order of like no release?
2: so uh we did his first movie first just because we had to start somewhere um but we jump around a lot because I, I base the schedule more on our guests than like a need to get certain mm-hmm. movies done. Mm-hmm. Which is part of why we waited to do Before Sunset because I just want to have those last. Um, but it was basically like, oh, my friend Roland is in town. He was talking about this one. We're going to do this when mm-hmm. he's here and kind of build around that. Because uh, mm-hmm. it, it's way more of like a hangout podcast than I expected it to be which I really prefer. Um, But whatever my next project ends up being, I'm probably gonna try to have a little bit more structure. Uh, But yeah, I'm always gonna be happy to cover whatever the hell he's doing next. Like he has a movie coming out where he's playing Tesla. It's at Sundance right now. Um, Yeah, he's doing a mini series uh, based on the good Lord Bird, uh, who was a guy freed slaves. and the kid from uh, Boyhood is playing his son in it, which I'm very excited oh, that's about. that's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, isn't that fun? Uh, so he has a few things coming up this year, and it'll be fun. I kind of want to do, like... It's kind of hard to ha- uh, build stuff out of it, because Corey just started grad school, so availability will be shrinking. But I would like to have kind of a live episode, in a way, uh, where
0: we just... That'd be, that'd be awesome.
2: Well, yeah, I just think it would be fun to watch an Ethan Hawke movie and discuss it. Even if it's one we've talked about before, like I, it would be a screening of one of the good ones. It would be like <laughs> training day or Gattaca or mm. well, probably not dead at Cause that's just depressing. But one of his fun movies we would like put before on before the
0: devil knows you're dead.
2: Ugh, that is a perfect movie. I'm what waiting for movie. them. There's going to be an,
0: uh, horribly overlooked.
2: Yeah. There's, yeah. I forget if it's, um, our arrow or, uh, kino lorber but there is a re-release coming on a blu-ray for that and i will be getting that
0: oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. you guys could do commentaries too like just talk that would over be
2: fun first reformed or something oh my god yeah uh-huh. what would you talk about during that movie i mean there's a oh, lot man. to say that's, true. that's pretty fucked up <laughs> yeah because uh Corey and i went to school in upstate new york uh so mm. it really captures what it feels like to be up near albany mm-hmm. um like, I mean, one of the, my favorite parts in per- First Afformed is just when he's giving a tour to the family that's clearly they were visiting a college nearby. Um, that's just like the vibe. It, it yeah. rules.
0: I love that part right. where he's giving the tour. Mm-hmm. And um, and those kids are there and it's like on a field trip. And one of the kids, he's like, all right, get in. And it's, it's like, so these slaves were in this bunker. Yeah. Hopeless. It's... Tired. <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes on for a few minutes oh my god <laughs> and it's it's unintentionally funny but because he's like around a few kids it's mm-hmm. it becomes just so awkward and tense well, great. that's the thing about why that I still lose perfect sleep over first
2: reforms lack of yeah tension no, that's th- the th- this thing about First Reformed is not only is it is like one of the best movies just ever made, it's okay. hysterical. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, even in its darkest moments, like um, is it my, my friend Todd talks about this all the time of just the scene where he eats a single piece of sushi and he's like, I indulged in like a bit of fish as an earthly pleasure. And I was like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so I... good. I like it's how so the It's weird movie that the
1: Cedric the Entertainer's in that movie, though.
2: And he's great in it.
1: He yeah. is. It's so Excellent. weird. Excellent. Excellent. I remember. I, remember... Like, I knew nothing walking into the theater, and <laughs> the moment he popped up, I was like, "Holy shit! Is that Cedric the Entertainer?"
0: <laughs> yeah, it rules. You know, I remember timely enough a few Sundances ago. It was there, and I remember A twenty four tweeted out something. This is our green mile. And oh I knew that you wouldn't say something like that without having it have some heft. And it's like, oh well, <laughs> this is their green mile, then that must mean awards season mm-hmm. play. And we all know how that worked out. Yes, but, well, at um, least it got screenplay nom. Like, yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's just this year's the lighthouse cinematography, where it's like, that's very true. Let's just throw some, throw them a bone; they participated enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy podcast a lot. Um. I just, I hope you know that it's a great, it's a great little thing. Thank you. I'm very happy to hear that. I actually had the idea before this to do Philip Seymour Hoffman cast, because that's my favorite actor of all time.
2: Yeah, that'd be
0: fun. And unfortunately, we won't have many t- opportunities to talk about him on this podcast, but um, yeah, I, he, he just has I mean, a if body you do, of work. As...
2: Yeah,
0: if you, if you do Mockingbird part
2: two or Mockingjay part two, <laughs> that's his last movie. Is that really... His, it's not Most Wanted Man? No, his last movie is uh, Mocking Jay Part 2 because it came out in um, November 2015, but they had filmed all this stuff in, like, 2013 or whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, and since it was split into two parts, that I think that's technically the last one. Our,
0: our master you, episode is going to be, like, eight hours. So. Oh, do, you yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, do you guys want to hear a scoop? Do you guys want to hear a scoop about Mocking Jay Part 2 and Philip Seymour Hoffman's um, involvement? Because, so... <sighs> I have someone. I'm friends with someone who is very close with Jim Gaffigan, and apparently there are a lot of scenes that Philip Seymour Hoffman was not able to film for Mockingjay Part Two. Mm -hmm. So apparently, they came to Gaffigan interested in maybe recasting him as that character. Huh. It fell through, and they probably did. And they considered and they reconsidered not to do it, but. That wow. apparently was very close.
0: I think Gavin that's was interesting. was supposed to be in Fargo season three. Yes, he was as well.
3: Okay.
1: Huh. Yeah, I. That's Poor like guy. the only insider information I've ever had. So,
2: mm-hmm. approaching <laughs> so it
1: close to the first.
2: I have some, but I can't talk about it on the podcast. So, <laughs> off, Mike. <laughs> um. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Did you I ever consider? Like- doing a different a- another act after this
2: uh so i kind of do a laura dern one with my friend but that's harder to do because our schedules do not line up as well as Corey and i just do because Corey and i live uh three blocks from each other um so it's, it's pretty convenient but my friend elizabeth lives down in jp and her work schedule's a little different we're trying to rededicate ourselves to that um and it, it's pretty fun but uh Now, I do have an idea for my next podcast, but I have to solidify things before I can have it on the records. But I can I can let you guys know when we're done.
1: (laughs) If you do a Hardy cast, you have to make me one of your co-hosts. Okay, good to know. (laughs) Do a Tom Hardy podcast. You just have to. It's like the law. Just just let you know.
2: I can accept that.
1: Yeah,
0: Locke means a lot
1: to him. Uh, Jack, are you dying, bro?
0: You good? Yeah, not good. Oh no! no. <laughs> no, no. It's something yeah. went down the wrong pipe. <coughs> oh,
2: Another
1: place. thing that's gone down the wrong pipe is this movie, Twelve Years a Slave.
2: Oh my god! Yeah. Speaking of joking <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, we're gonna, it's... we're gonna joke around how depressing and nightmarish this film is. <coughs> I, I put this in my. <laughs> we're gonna. Are, are we're, let's, okay? let, let's let the man recover.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
3: oh god um
1: all right (laughs) so i don't this is i've 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 never been actively like concerned going into one of our podcasts and it's not because i'm like i was i'm worried about um hmm, i'm not worried about how we're gonna speak about it or i'm worried on how how to how to basically have a conversation out of this movie i'm i was just mostly worried just because I'm like this is depressing and i don't know if i want to watch this
3: mm-hmm.
1: um and i was like i i almost considered not watching it and just going in just trying to remember um what like the first time i saw it which was years ago mm-hmm. years years
2: yeah um when when did you both uh, yeah. first see it like where what was the context for that do you want to go first clay
1: yeah i saw it i must have seen it <clears throat> either right before or right after won best picture okay um mm-hmm. and i was and i was that was the younger time and i think i watched it with my mom and for some reason i didn't i forgot how traumatic it was and i'm and when i was watching it this time i'm like i watched this with my mother I just was like kind of shocked like this happened and I and it wasn't as uncomfortable as I remembered it to be um or it was more uncomfortable than I remembered it to be
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah I, I and I yeah we just I, it was at home we didn't it wasn't in theaters and we just watched it and more and like mortified and we were both like great movie and then moved on um mm-hmm. and it's just been I don't know I have a weird history with this movie sometimes I feel like it's it's one of those movies where I'm kind of surprised it exists because mm-hmm. it's so it's like the pen ultimate or the real personification of an accurate way and uh, the best way to depict slavery.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Kind of weird that it, it feels exists. like the only way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a good way of putting it for sure. Um, I have I have <clears throat> notes about that, but we can
0: yeah. Go from there. I
2: yeah, Jack. When did you see it?
0: Do you get? I told the story on our artist episode, mm-hmm. but I saw one of those like best acting ever compilations on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of clickbaity, and it, there's some like obvious choices. Like if you skip around, you'll see like mm-hmm. Heath Ledger's Joker and like Javier Bardem in No Country, and mm-hmm. I saw Michael Fassbender in Shame. And that uh-huh. was one of the only ones that I had, ne- I have like, what is this? Like I knew Fastbender from *Glorious Bastards, but I was just like, what is this movie? Like he's crying and it's wet and I was just so confused. So um, I originally thought that movie was um, Blue Valentine for some reason. <laughs> so huh. I picked up Blue Valentine, but thinking that it was that movie, but then like a few, you know, whenever it was later... I realized it was shame and with that I knew that McQueen um also made 12 years and I also picked up 12 years just knowing that it was the same person because I had seen hunger that like a month before Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and um yeah and I I think I watched them both in a weekend because I Mm -hmm. saw shame and I was just Mm -hmm. I was just shaken like I enjoy that movie immensely Mm-hmm. I've seen it a few times cuz I've just shown it to friends or it's like you got to like it's sort of like a test like yeah Jesus. almost like yeah it's <laughs> like, a weird movie to show to friends <clears throat> i got to say i mean yeah but it's i just sort of see it like mcqueen's like all right have that like he's not really there's no judgment placed on Fastbender's character we'll talk about it when we get mm-hmm. to it but yeah yeah or it's, i don't know if i'll make you rewatch that but You're gonna re- you can make me that's
1: this. fine yeah, Real. I'm like twelve years a slave. I'll that's you know, nothing like,
0: compared to Shame. I'll watch Shame on repeat. Um, oh Lord. Um, yeah, so I saw those two in the same weekend, and just like both of them kind of solidifies McQueen as someone where I'm like, wow, this guy's a true master at his craft. Even if I can't compare someone who is less than like mm-hmm. someone's that that's below him, I just get the sense that he's doing something that I've never seen before Mm -hmm. and um, I think it's because he's coming from a background as a painter or like I think that's key to understanding his work where he's just like all right I've created something where it's like I'm not trying to be well maybe in Widows it kind of contradicts this but it's like he's not trying to be political he's not Mm -hmm. trying to be judgmental it's he's just letting it be he's just creating an environment as it stands in people that we don't like to talk about
3: mm-hmm.
0: so well hunger is political hunger is, i mean inherent. and widows is political it's an inherently yeah. political so i know I mean, widows you mean, has it's more scene. objective yeah i think widows
2: that's a sequence mean. Yeah. where um yeah the kid is killed by a cop in front of an obama poster like <laughs> they're they're trying to make points there but um, i don't it, get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but i i totally know what you mean of as a painter especially for 12 years like some of these shots Um, Like when he's uh, left to hang like on his tippy toes, something like that. Um, But yeah, I saw this movie in January, 2014. Mm. Uh, I don't believe the nominations were out yet, but I knew what movies were most likely to get nominated. So there that week I watched, um, I I got some screeners through like a a chain of command almost. um, Mm. And I had a, Dallas Buyers Club, Captain Phillips, and 12 Years a Slave. Other mm-hmm. things. I had seen her in theaters and Inherent Vice in theaters. Or was that 2014? Whatever. It's 2014. Okay, never mind. Um, but all of the 2013 Oscar movies I managed to watch uh, all around the same time. Uh, and I watched 12 Years a Slave like, on a Saturday morning because I was just like, I know what this movie is and I need <laughs> the sun to be around
1: yeah good point yeah
2: and uh, that's really
1: yeah. i didn't do
2: that you <laughs> should have done that
1: yeah so i literally I to, was
2: like sitting there just being like oh okay yeah all right i had to order ice cream in the middle of the- <laughs> i think that's fair um and then i i repeated myself because when i was re-watching it for this i watched it on monday morning which was also martin luther king day which i didn't <laughs> think about uh the optics wow. on that yeah uh but yeah, I I got up and I was like, okay, if I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna watch it right now at eight fifteen in the morning. And then I did, and it's
0: yeah, that's a great that's a great strategy. What's mm-hmm. your history with the Oscars? Uh, this is an Oscars miniseries.
1: Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Can I just ask, Jack? You never answered when you watched Twelve Years a Slave.
0: Oh yeah, when I what in what context? When you
2: first watched it.
0: When did you first watch Twelve Years a Slave? Oh, um. Oh, I guess I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, do that, uh, yeah. and then
2: I'll talk about the Oscars.
0: I think it... Oof, man. Maybe 2017? Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, I guess I could go so over to the So, After Letterboxd.
2: Moonlight won this picture?
0: Hmm. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, no, up. I think it... No, I'm, I'm here. It's all right. all right. Yeah, yeah. I think After Moonlight would actually be yeah march 2017 wow that's oh damn it's a long time ago okay.
1: so that was the third that was the third mcqueen movie you saw
0: Yeah, yes yes it was okay. but they were all in like a short period of time so mm-hmm. it wasn't like i just saw them years apart i think they were months apart mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's cool oh well, that's interesting yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. i don't
1: think usually i would think that and i'm not this for sure but i feel like 12 years is a lot of first a lot of people's first films when it comes to mcqueen
0: yeah I, I, yeah now, now that i'm looking at it <laughs> hunger shame and 12 years were all in one weekend oh that's fine. yeah
2: that's uh, nuts oh. but yeah that's one way to do it
0: well he he only has four or at the time he had three movies so it's just yeah. like why not bang them all out Uh, Not knowing who he was as an artist. um, I
2: actually saw an installation from him at the ICA a couple years ago. Um, I don't remember the name. I think it was called Ashes. And it was a double projection that he had made. And it was just video of a man on a surfboard, like waiting in the ocean. And on the other side was a video of another man making the surfers uh, tombstone. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. Yep so steve mcqueen's never not on essentially um but yeah for the oscars for me uh, i've been watching them my entire life mm. uh i i think i've just always been a movie person even when, when i was younger it trended more towards animated films uh obviously but i i know early on like I wanted to watch more adult movies, but I was I was kind of scared as a kid, to like going to the movie theater. I think the first, the first PG thirteen movie I saw in theaters was, um, technically, Pirates of the Caribbean, which I don't think really counts. Um, and then like I the think Spider-Man it does. 2. There's some scary
1: sequences in Pirates of the that, Caribbean. That's
2: true. I actually I have such a strong memory of seeing Spider Man two. And seeing the trailer for Collateral and being so stressed out by it. Like, I thought Collateral seemed like the scariest movie. And I had never seen it until last year. And I was like, that's one of the, that's fucking rules. That movie's amazing. Um, I'm looking at my Collateral poster right now. Oh, there you go. I love <laughs> that. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Um, so I think... I, I think the very first year where I really tried with the oscars was 2008 because that was the year that slumdog won and that was i was excited that it had won because it felt like one of the first times i watched something before it had won Mm. um and then from there uh 2009 was the year that they expanded uh and i watched all of those like precious up in the air uh and ever since then i I'm, I'm not an Oscar completist because uh, a lot of bad movies get nominated, but I usually try to watch all the Best Picture winners. Yeah. Except I still haven't watched Vice, and I haven't watched Ford vs. Ferrari. But Good. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't feel like... Wait, 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 wait.
1: Vice? Is. Sure. Don't watch it. Ford vs. Ferrari actually
2: rules, though. I'll watch don't, it. I just, like, didn't want to watch, watch a car. I just didn't want to watch a car movie. Yeah, please um, don't. I, I wasn't wait, feeling wait, wait. a car movie um no that's
1: jack you like ford v ferrari what
2: is this i'm annoying you you. (laughs) um but yeah it's fine it's fine i yeah i love movies so i've always liked the oscars last year i watched all the best picture winners that i hadn't seen which was about 50 um which was a bad idea because there's a lot of bad movies Mm. but i hope that helps put it in perspective like when i'm
0: I think I saw that thread. Yeah, that's in, yeah, that yeah. was initially Project. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it, I was I was happy to do it. I like uh, I like being a completist for things mm. uh, that look insane on the outside, um, <laughs> but it helped put a lot in perspective. And I found some great movies out of it, mm. uh, like All About Eve, things like that, on the waterfront. Uh, so I really I find Oscar history very interesting. But I, they're not the be-all, end-all of film that, in a way that I think people talk about them like that, which I, I don't really like. Because I think the Oscars count when they're given to the people that deserve it, <laughs> which yeah. sounds like a very basic take, but uh, it means so much more that a film like Moonlight or a film like um, Spotlight or something won Best Picture compared to something like... Uh, I'm trying to think about I mean, like Crash, obviously. That's the easy go-to. But there are other movies sure. that just like... They win and it's like, okay, but what did that add? Like, what did that... what? How do we benefit from that win? There are movies that win and things just continue as as normal. And then there are movies that win and it allows better things to happen in the film. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we're... Yeah, we're going to see so much from having something like Moonlight win. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think I'm one to believe that if you're nominated it sometimes means more than if you win, mm-hmm. because that's what people that aren't focused on film 24-7, they tend to look at. Yeah. So, like, for example, Willem Dafoe being nominated for the Florida Project, mm-hmm. I think that brings attention to that movie. Even if he doesn't win, mm-hmm. it still draws... Yeah, it still mm-hmm. draws eyes.
2: I think yeah. it's a... Yeah, it's a great point. I just think anything... Anything the Oscar touches, it can illuminate it, and it's better when it's things that that will benefit from it, Mm. like the Florida project or this year. um, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, what are the acting nods this year that I was really excited about? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Pain and Glory is probably the best example out of the acting nods. Um, I'm just happy Little Women's doing well. Yeah. Things like Parasite. Mm -hmm. Parasite, obviously. It's and funny the acting knobs up...
1: this, this year were pretty boring.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the acting wins are going to be boring. They're, they're, well, yeah, we already know what's going to win. It's not even. Yeah, might as well
0: hand them the, mm-hmm. the hardware right now. You know.
2: Yeah, Um. but yeah, 12 Years of Slave winning, I mm-hmm. think, is a great win. I think so, it's a, a great movie.
0: <laughs> do you remember this narrative? Do you remember this year well? Like, Do you remember if it was the front runner all year or if it had. What was the two horse race it was up against? I'm going to pull up the list so I
2: don't. Oh, so I can out of turn. I have it up. If you, if oh, you I'm just to gonna it pull off. it up just so I can look at it too. Okay. Um. So I remember very distinctly. I thought it was gonna be Gravity. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say, Ooh, isn't yeah. it? Wasn't it
1: Gravity v. Twelve Years of Slave? Wasn't that yeah, the two horse race? Yeah.
2: Basically, it, in my head, Gravity was gonna win. And mm. when Quaron won director, I was like, oh, okay, so this is gonna happen. Even though this this show started, um, Ellen hosted and one of her first jokes was it's like tonight either 12 years a slave will win best picture or you're all racist and i was like oh it better <laughs> fucking win then um
0: and fortunately it did oh boy oh i Which think is... we should also end- mention before i forget that this was the uh famous selfie that went viral and it's like the most liked tweet of all time still oh yeah the
2: selfie
0: yeah with like brad and lopita mm-hmm. and- like Lapita's brother or, is like the LaPita's biggest bro- they're
1: Right, yeah <laughs> That was a weird time
2: That
0: was a yeah. weird time, right? Yes Yeah, Brad in that picture
1: Weird,
2: Very
0: weird. Be the, I wonder what the equivalent of 2019 Selfie at the Oscars would be um, uh, Oh
2: yeah, and this is also the year that Frozen came out And everyone went insane So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember when we got a sequel to that?
2: Yeah, so oh my God, um, Frozen Two is crazy, mm. and I definitely like it, but it's an insane movie. Oh, yeah, because it is about—it's almost about like the history of Arendelle and Elsa and Anna doing reparations. Sure, what kind of? Yeah, um, it's fine. It's a spoiler alert for Frozen Two. Elsa and Anna. Well, Elsa hears a voice and she's called to the, the magical forest, which has been sealed off since um, there was a disagreement between the native tribe and her grandfather. Um, and as they get to the forest, which Elsa is able to open because she is magic, they learn that their mother is actually from this North Uldra tribe. So they're part uh, North Uldra. Um, and when. So Elsa goes to basically a magical cave called Atahalan where she is able to witness the history of the world made out of snow um, and like visit memories of the past. So she learns that her grandfather actually wanted to genocide the Northuldrons and the magical spirits protected them and Mm. uh, her grandfather died and kicked everyone else out of the forest and uh, he built a dam to basically choke this forest. And so everyone would die. And so Elsa. Holy would shit. get Yeah. So Elsa has journeyed too far into Ottawa. so she freezes to death, but not before she can send one message to Anna of snow. And it gets to Anna and Olaf who were in a cave after Elsa, like got rid of them because Elsa was like, I have to do this by myself because she's stupid. Um, And Anna sees this snow recreation of her grandfather murdering the Northuldron tribe leader um, and understands, like, she sees. okay, so our grandfather built this dam. The only thing that's going to save everyone is if we destroy this dam, which will destroy Arendelle. Then Olaf dies because Elsa's dead. So Anna has this insane song about, like, being in the pits of despair and just trying to put one foot in front of the other so she does not die alone in a cave. From there, Anna tricks the stone giants into destroying the (coughs) dam, because Anna's an eco-terrorist now. And so the dam breaks. Uh, It brings Elsa back to life because they accomplished what the spirits wanted. Elsa gets on a magic water horse and blocks the water from destroying uh, Arendelle and saves the kingdom. It's insane.
3: And they bring Olaf back.
2: Olaf's back. Wow, uh, 12 oh, years also, of slack, baby. Yeah, they also find the boat where their parents died. Um, and when they enter the boat, they find basically like the black box of the ship and it turned out their parents were going to the north to try to find Ata Elsa's like, no, I need to know more. She uses her water magic to build a sense memory and they see frozen versions of their parents drowning to death. It's <laughs> insane. But yeah, frozen one best original song in 2013
1: and <laughs> animated feature right yeah.
2: yeah um into the unknown is not going to win this year it's going to be the rocket man song since also, is not there yeah i mean this also that that song is bad the beyonce one
0: let's pour one out for jesse buckley oh god i know and,
2: and, and mary steenberg Steinberg. And, yeah yeah, mary yeah
0: yeah yeah jesus
2: yeah oh it's god. it's
0: all sorts of fucked up yeah. um but yeah I think that's all to say <laughs> that we do. I think I can I can speak for Clay and I that we do enjoy the Oscars. Yeah. When there are so many cases of like, what the hell were they thinking? Like, there are so many. I mean, to me, there's so many other cases where they did get it right. Like, I made this entire letter, letterbox list right after Green Book won, where mm-hmm. it's just like I just need to remind myself that the right things can be awarded in the right years and i came away with like 70 uh, like movies that were just that were given appreciation for their work mm-hmm. so it's like it goes it for me it always goes both ways both the mm-hmm. nominations and in the actual award show itself where mm-hmm. it's like we will have bad but there will also be good yeah So that's that's always yeah. the way I, it is yeah
2: um i feel like i've relayed this on podcasts a million times but just One of the earliest things I learned in my like self film education as a kid was how to take what I wanted from a movie and just be able to like value that over the bullshit from just watching Return of the Jedi, where I just I didn't care for the Ewok stuff, but everything with Luke and Vader really, really landed for me. And I was like, that is it's a half of a perfect movie. um, (laughs) Yeah. And I, even just looking at this list, I think um, 12 Years a Slave, obviously, great win. Quaron for Gravity, that's that's nice. Um, and then he won for Roma. I don't know. Gravity, what do you guys think about Gravity? Gravity's dope. Yeah. yeah. I saw that in um, on the big screen. Actually, I was in Spain the semester before. So I, I saw it in Madrid, and we were all just like losing our shit.
1: Someone um, asked me what would be a great triple feature, and mm-hmm. it took me a while, and I'm like, something that come to mind were like recent space movies where first man ad astra and gravity
0: yeah
2: i still haven't actually seen first man first, first Man's like one great. of my yeah it's one of my weird blind spots um, i
0: would go ad
1: astra high life first man yeah yeah Ugh, God, fucking high life <laughs> unforgettable it's, it's honestly nuts. i think high life is more i would i don't know well i guess that's Oh, well, actually, that makes sense, because all of, they're all about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. That's I you
2: completely mean. forgot that Sally Hawkins was nominated for Blue Jasmine. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's I... so
1: weird that Gravity won the most, like, one, I mean, maybe not weird, but it won seven.
0: Mm. Yeah, it got all the technicals, right? I'm it's... sure. It seems like it would sweep, yeah.
2: Gravity, gravity, gravity. Sweep. Oh, The Great Gatsby got production design, which, okay. Sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> gravity, gravity. So then, um, that means, okay, so uh, 12 Years got three, because it got Best Picture, Supporting Actress, and 12 Years a Slave uh, for uh, Adapted Screenplay. Lupita. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Lupita
0: is- um, Oh, man. We got to yeah. talk about Lupita soon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we should just talk about Lupita because I do have something to say about the arc yeah. of her career. Um, um, yeah, you can go. Yeah, so Lupita's obviously amazing in this. Fresh out of, what was it, Yale, where mm-hmm. she where she studied. Um, I remember immediately being like, oh, this is amazing. This is such a good win because now I will see her in everything. Uh, and then I didn't. Mm. And uh, she's in some random stuff. I still haven't seen Queen of Katwe, but I know it's supposed to be good. Yeah. Um, it's like this Disney thing, right? Yeah, but, but yeah. it's frustrating because uh, I remember they announced the cast for Force Awakens, and everyone's like, hmm, this is mostly men. And then they announced <sighs> a few days later, they said, oh, so also Lupita Nyong'o in Gwendolyn Christie. And I was like, well, that's amazing. And then those are both characters where you don't see their faces. Mm. Um, and Lupita did a voice in, like, the Jungle Book. And I feel like the le- next time I saw her on screen was for... Uh, Black Panther, mm. uh, and so she's she's she is good in that. She doesn't get a, a ton to do, but um, I'd say that she didn't really get her next
0: big important role until Us last year. I, I mean, and it's it's still yeah. like we're coming off the nominations recently, mm-hmm. and it's still kind of a shock how how yeah, sidelined she, that performance was. She
2: she's been nominated for every. Like um critic award and everything. She was she was my pick, and then she didn't get the Oscar nom. Yeah, she was nominated for
1: SAG too. Yeah, which was
2: no, she's amazing. Crazy. She's uh, incredible. I rewatched it um a couple months ago because my friend hadn't seen it. She's amazing. <laughs> um, but I think this is such a great role. Uh, even though it's incredibly sad and it does not work out for her. Like she doesn't. This movie isn't about her getting free. Hmm. Yeah. No. Um, no, no. And it really struck me, rewatching. I was like, "Oh yeah, Lupita doesn't come in until like, little under the hour mark." Yeah. And she still makes that much of an impression. She gets such a big scene of like day in, day out. And for that, I will be clean. Um, she's great.
0: And for me, I don't think so young. Yeah, she doesn't have like an Oscar scene. Mm -hmm. I think her entire screen time is just like so cat. She just has one of those energies you just want to see her do anything mm-hmm. uh, i
2: think that um for the clip at the Oscars, they use the part where she screams about like every day like i pick 500 day in day out like and she just she wants yeah. to use the soap then she yeah it's the soap I, i'm pretty sure yeah yeah i'm, I'm almost positive um but yeah how do you guys usually i haven't been able to listen to the best picture ones yeah i listened to your mad max episode um how do you break down the the bps like are you are you going by actor or like
1: we no. we basically we basically just talk we take, basically talk about the uh, film in the context of Oscars and then talk about the film itself um mm-hmm. nothing too strict but yeah it's um I I just actually I want you talked talk about Oscar clips real quick I wanted to kind mm-hmm. of touch on this because I was up you know I stayed up pretty late last night just because I couldn't sleep um and but during that time I spent like I don't know, it was like a long time, like 30, 40 minutes trying to find any access to Oscar clips, basically. Because if you look on the Oscars YouTube page, they're basically uh, of, like, uh, the award. They'll no- mm-hmm. It's the nominations, they'll show the face, and then they'll give the award. They, for some reason, cut out all of the Oscar clips, so to it's speak. It's copyright issues. Yeah, that's what I That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. And also, so I spent, like, because I was thinking... Michael Fassbender was nominated. What mm. clip did they use for him? Because almost why? everything he says in this film, I, I, I eventually found it, but it took me a while. Uh-huh. Um, but I was gonna, I was thinking the reason why I was curious like, because like almost every time he's in the film, he is saying some of the most racist shit. i Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wh- where did they? What clip do they pick out uh, where he's either not saying the N word or whipping somebody?
2: <laughs> did they pick when he's like kind of chasing him?
1: That's Mm. what I thought, but what they so I had to look on YouTube for like the full Oscars presentation to actually find it, and it's and it's when um he asks Solomon to whip Patsy, and basically and when Solomon's not necessarily doing, not going um as hard as he wants him to, he pulls Mm -hmm. out the gun, puts it to his face and says you know, and and basically does the scream of like you know Mm -hmm. whip her whip her, and of course he drops an n-bomb in there and they had to bleep that out and mm-hmm. i'm like okay i guess that it's it was yeah. <laughs> it was the most showy like, it was the probably the showiest of his performances i mean not <laughs> showy sorry it was his most um oscar-y of his performance that clip mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But it took me so long. And also I couldn't find any forms where people talk about which scene gets picked. Mm -hmm. I was, And I think that's kind of a tragedy because I love the Oscar clip. I love the acting noms where they just pick one scene and they put it to represent the entire performance. Mm -hmm. And I basically had to, like, look tirelessly to find it. And I was kind (laughs) of – and I'm like, that sucks. I feel like we all should just know. Like, there should be a list (laughs) or something.
0: Did you see Chidiotil's?
1: Um. No, I did not. No, I, I guess I was just really because I just was like, "What scene do they choose for Fastbender? He's just, it's mm-hmm. there's he just says some of the worst things imaginable. I just don't know what they put on ABC."
2: <laughs> yeah, I am almost positive that Ezra Ford's scene is like him talking to his family at the end. I think they were like, "We got to get around."
3: That's
1: the most emotional scene, too. Yeah, so. I,
2: I'm almost positive. I, I, I can't be sure because it's been seven years, but I'm almost positive that's what it, what it was, which obviously I he's great. He's great. I, yeah, he's amazing in this, obviously. Oh my God. I saw him most recently in, let me double check, I'm almost positive that he was one of the guys in... Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, he was in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil.
0: <laughs> oh, and he was Scar in the new one. That's stupid. <clears throat> It's interesting how both he and uh, Lupita got roped into Disney, the Disney machine. Yeah, because I mean, they've both been in like the like Lupita's been in the Star Wars trilogy and and Jungle mm-hmm. Book, and he's been in Lion King and Maleficent sequel. And like, she's why, in, uh, she's an MCU character. Oh, and true. Chibatell yeah. is in Doctor Strange. Oh my, yeah. So yeah. maybe They're it's just Lord the Lord amount Lord of Lord. actors yeah. that they can gather together. But it's well, like, it's interesting. Yeah, looking at
2: the cast list of 12 Years a Slave, it's it's enormous. Like, everyone is someone. Bill Even Camp! Like, yeah, Bill Camp Bill is Camp. Even Garrett Dillahunt shows up. Scoot! Scoot's at the yes. beginning. My <laughs> Scoot. <laughs> Taron Killam. Um, Taron Killam's so weird. He's Paul in Giamatti's in it for three minutes. Yeah. Like,
1: our second Scoot McNary Best Lourdes. Picture winner.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We were talking about our second be- uh, Scoot McNary oh, Best Picture winner. Oh, because he's
2: in go. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I love him. I We're wish
0: gonna have he a, be in more things that I want to watch. <laughs> We're gonna have a Michael Keaton double feature coming up with Spotlight Birdman. That's very true. Yeah.
2: Sarah
1: Paulson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's character actor galore. Paul Dano. Yeah. i want to say again. Bill, Bill Camp.
2: Bill, yeah, Bill Camp. Yeah. Bill's great. Bill was so good in Dark Waters. Like he's always. Every time he shows up. Yes. Like I when I saw um Joker, I was like, Oh my God, it's Bill Camp and Shea Yes.
3: Yes, that oh, was okay. the
2: best part. That was she when I done. was like jolted awake during that movie. <laughs> Alfred Woodard, mm-hmm. Alfred fricking Woodard. Alfred, I forgot that she was in it. Her scene is great. I love. Oh it. yeah, she's so good. Mr. Shaw, what happened to Clemency? I just think um, it's yeah. neon, oh, and all of neon's money went to parasite, parasite. Yeah. and that was the safer bet for them, which I understand. Um, but I mean. What's I that movie she's about? Great in about? It. It's about like the death. um... It's death row. She's death a death row, row person yeah. who who uh, like a educator or whatever.
1: Oh, so yeah. it um, it might be a little too close to Just Mercy
2: ish. Well, Just Mercy also like they didn't do shit for it. Just Mercy is pretty good. Like,
1: yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know what what it, happened to it, Clemency. She's also it, not the biggest yeah. name. so I think that's probably it, it.
2: I mean, yeah, I I love her, but also, yeah.
1: Was um, Chidi-Tel
0: also a no-name?
1: No, he was in, like, Firefly before this. Like, he was he, he Oh, my was God. Working.
2: Yeah, he was the bad guy in Serenity, wasn't he?
1: hmm yeah, yeah, he was in, like, 2012. In that... He was in Salt. Oh,
2: he's, he's in Children of Men, but I know
0: Oh, that's my God, right. Yeah, he's reason. an
1: American gangster. He plays uh, Denzel's
2: brother.
0: That's he's fun. great. Yeah. I've what never
2: was... seen that. Um, I mean, he's had a pretty good run. He's in The Martian. Uh, mm. he, he's really activist. a stage guy, mostly. He does he does he's a Shakespeare boy. Mm.
1: It's horrible that ever since Twelve Years of Slave, he hasn't had not he has not had one leading role.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, not really. I know that
2: That's not what you want. He's going to because um he and Angelina Jolie are like best friends now, and she's producing a film where they play uh, husband and wife. Um, I don't know much beyond that, but oh, interesting. I don't know where uh, Jolie and 4 hooked up or linked up. Um, oh, be careful. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that happened. Uh, they oh, linked up somewhere know. because he's in he's in Maleficent, and you know that she's like in control of a lot salt. of that move. They got they got mm. together in Salt. That that No, had he was put. in Salt. Yes. <gasps> he was in Salt. That's where must be where they met. Mm. Interesting. It was They fell be. in love.
1: God, he's also going to be in the new Fuqua movie with Mark Wahlberg.
3: Mm.
2: Oh, okay, and, sure, whatever. And he's going to be
1: in the, <laughs> o- o- the I love old. I that keeps. Do you guys know about the old? Oh yeah, that, I, that I don't
2: understand what that is. It sounds like it's gargoyles.
1: It sound no, it, it's um. Andy Andy leads a small group of soldiers working as mercenaries through the ages. Basically, it's about like immortal mercenaries and a group of basically like i don't let me see if i can find it yeah uh andy and her comrades ply their trade for those who can find and (laughs) afford services but in the 21st century immortality is a hard secret to keep and when you live long enough you learn that there are many fates worse than death Mm. um and the cast is crazy it it stars kiki lane and charlie's and it's about basically these immortal group of badasses
0: Okay, sure. Is this a Netflix? Yeah, it's Netflix. I like they, oh. Yeah, I remember seeing that in that thread they had. Yeah. Based off a comic um, book. Okay, that
2: sounds like something I'll watch. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, goddamn. I'm just thinking more about As Your Force Performance. I liked watching it a second time because I knew when the crushing brutal violence happens. Like when yeah, he is totally. uh, beaten... Uh, horribly with his own uh, violin, mm. yeah. Or I, I forgot that. Um, well, it's like you said earlier, McQueen is just showing us everything. Like we see, ba- we see like skin come
0: off of Lupita yeah. when she gets whipped. Um, He's kind of the perfect person to tell this story. Uh-huh. Like I wouldn't want anyone. I mean, despite this not having the rewatchability <clears throat> that may might that other Best Picture winners, or any movie, may not have. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I think this is, like, one of the best, Best Picture winners, I think, ever. It is. It definitely Um, is. Just because it's impeccably made. I read some criticisms of when it came out that I just, that I forgot that were, Mm -hmm. that was had. That it's, like, it's good. It's great filmmaking, but it's a good story. And mm-hmm. if there's anything that applies to that in 2020, is 1917. Yeah. So I think the argument is to be had, where it's like, how much do we value value our great stories mm-hmm. as opposed to the great storytelling? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's something to think about.
2: I think that's a good point. I, I've always I've always ranked it as one of the better best picture winners because it is very worthy. But I think it's it's important to note. Um there's kind of a perception that the Academy has of like what stories are worthy. And we have this, which is a slave narrative. And then also um, Cynthia Erivo got nominated for playing literally Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's important just to, to note that like, while yes, this is a, fan, a phenomenal movie. It still fits within what the Academy is willing That's to true award for black stories. And
0: Let's I'm trying to think, think th-
2: about why um yeah. Monique was nominated for Precious. Exactly. Yeah. Um or Precious being nominated at all. Uh, Lee Daniels is
1: a main person. I mean, yeah. The thing and the thing the the most troubling thing with Lupita not getting nominated for us, people mm-hmm. say, oh it's because it's a horror film. But mm-hmm. what's also troubling is she plays a middle class mom with a completely functional family. Mm-hmm. And any and there's basically no African American, besides maybe Cindy Portier in, um, in, uh, oh fuck, the movie of Gene Hackman. Great movie. Um, uh, he plays a police detective, Mr. Tibbs. Oh, the French what?
2: Connect? Oh, yeah, in the heat of the night.
1: Heat in the heat of the night. That might be the only, like, perform, that might be the only performance where, and, uh, uh, someone, um, African American won uh, an mm-hmm. Oscar, or at least got nominated for playing a completely stable middle class.
2: Yeah, just a um, person. Yeah. Well, exactly. The other the other issue with that is that is a movie about him having to exactly. prove his humanity to white people. I'd say I, I almost said. I mean, Denzel won for Training Day. Oh, like, he he's literally a playing cop. like an evil cop who tries mm-hmm. to have Ethan Hawke killed in a bathtub. Like, um, it's, so there, really there's troubling. issues. Yeah, there's issues everywhere. I've never seen um, the one that Halle Berry won for, but I understand it's about uh, a death row convict. Money.
1: Um, Where she has a relationship ball. with a, race, with Monsters a pretty ball. racist Monster. Guy. yeah, yeah.
2: Monster.
1: Billy Bob Thornton um, plays this horrible racist. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it either, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. And then
2: Lupita funny. won for this. Monique won for Precious based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Um, I'm trying to it's think. Uh, obviously Octavia one for the helps. Yeah. Obviously. oh yeah the
1: help yeah any which of octavia spencer's nominations are... yeah
2: it, it's frustrating because i like octavia spencer well octavia spencer got nominated for um the shape of water which i don't think she should have been but uh
0: we'll get to it yeah that yes you you sure will um, i also movie. think that this should be taken to consideration mcqueen's career after mm-hmm. this because i think we all like widows here mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
1: See, that's another performance and, where yeah, and, Viola Davis plays was a very, middle class,
0: yeah, that's what you know,
1: very, No,
0: she's pretty upper class.
1: I guess yeah. upper yeah. class.
0: That's I was very point. confused a few years, not last year. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I was very confused in 2018. Like, guys, he just directed a Best Picture winner. Like, what? Yeah. What's going on? Why is this being lost to, well, Human Rhapsody? And maybe it didn't make so much money, mm-hmm. right? I think so. I don't think it made that much. I think it's the type no, of movie it is. No, it did great. It's because people. I think the crit,
1: or the Maybe was genre, read on it. People had was, it's too like, people think it's too dumb for smart people, but people, uh, but people also think that it's too smart for dumb people. That was the big read that people had Mm -hmm. on the film was the reason. And even though that's not true, because it's Mm -hmm. not it's not too dumb, but it's it's trying to play like it has this political commentary while also being maybe more of a straightforward heist film while also having these interesting relationship dynamics. Mm -hmm. But it's so it's it's playing with a lot.
0: It's quite an ambitious screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. And I love and I love it for that.
1: I do too, but it's not, so it's just not that the movie or the Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. It's there's nothing like it, which is another thing. Like it's like it's different, but Heat wasn't nominated for Best Picture, I don't think. Now I Heat, would be surprised. It was nominated yeah,
0: for zero Oscars. Goose yeah, Exactly. He didn't get shit.
1: And like I just think those kind of Heat's a perfect movie. <laughs> exactly. And that didn't get any nominations. Of course different totally different movies, but I sure. still think it's that kind of it's that genre it was put into and also it was so long after 12 years that people i feel like just
0: kind of like oh yeah steve mcqueen yeah like he still exists yeah 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 um but yeah no this movie is just fantastic i think Mm -hmm. um i would say that this should be shown in like high school (laughs) but even then i i steered to the way of caution because Mm -hmm. it's just in, in the way it's relentless. It's relentless. Yeah. Um you know what? I'll still say it. Yeah. I think it should be shown in school. <laughs> just I, I, it's so I agree with that.
2: And I, I think it is yeah. It, it's such a good conversation um yeah. film of just if you're talking to like a group of like affluent affluent high school kids, it's like, what do you think about the way the white people act in this? Mm-hmm. Like uh rewatching, I was kind of struck how they make plantations feel like another planet or McQueen does. I I like it. Like what you said, um, he's portraying it very accurately, but it can, it feels very alien. Just like the way that these people are insane. And I think the movie does a good job of showing how normal it is for them to own other people. (laughs) Just like, like really how normal it was, uh, and make you feel like disgusting that it ever yeah. happened—it's
0: truly devastating. This is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It's truly just. Yeah, he lived in Saratoga
2: Springs, which is where I went to school. Ooh, hey, yeah, <laughs> hmm
0: I,
1: I, and I want to say this carefully. This movie shouldn't be surprising, and I know that yeah. sounds weird, but we should have understood. I mean, it's a lot of wo- could have, should have, would but
3: mm-hmm.
1: we should have understood the actual weight and depravity and. Um, inhumane disgusting mm-hmm. acts that were being taken before this movie but a lot of people just didn't realize and of course if film is a di- very different medium it's much more visceral you get much more of a perspective from film mm-hmm. but it's interesting um that it took so long for this kind of movie because so a friend of mine um Brack. so so wait, this kind of ties into harriet Harriet has, and I had no idea about this. But um, a black friend of mine told me about this that I kind of was shocked by. Was apparently there's this huge boycott of Harriet, and there is this huge like, there's a whole bunch of controversy, and I just didn't know because not many people were talking about the movie, at least in mm-hmm. my in my um,
0: group. I think all, in all of our groups, basically, right? like there was it didn't make much noise. I was I don't really know very, who saw Harriet. I did see. You know, I don't know this anyone that week, saw Harriet. Though.
2: And Eve's Bayou is amazing, mm. and that's a black film that's not about slavery that was ignored. So
1: yeah, it's and it's the thing about Harriet, the reason why I got such controversy is, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the story where like one of the villains is a black bounty hunter, mm-hmm. um, which is problematic. Eesh. It's PG, it's PG 13 and sanitized. There was a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, production issues and the company was had this controversy with treating this black uh, creator quite poorly and kind of fucking him over and it's just, it's these types of movies that show a sanitized and clean version of one of the most horrific things that ever happened in American history and my friend is like this is what we're fighting against because this is not portraying our story correctly
3: yeah. and
1: this is this is the depiction that undermines everything that we've been trying to teach. We've been trying everyone to learn and teach the world. And I just, I was shocked because I'm like, I have just not heard about this movie. And that's kind of telling. I mean, one, it's maybe telling about like the people I listen to, but it's also telling of the industry as a whole, not focusing on the, of these like issues that we just don't care about.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, in a few episodes from now, we're going to be talking about.
1: Green book.
0: And, I think it's just going to be, like, the total contrast of, like... Yeah. I don't understand about two movies that, in the same decade, were about race and about... Culturally it's literally two years actual. after Moonlight. I, I Yes. It, wow, I skipped over Moonlight. And yeah. it's just... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just baffling. It's I think it's a clear sign of the old guard and the new guard at cross with each other. Yeah. Like, like this is clearly the old Academy and the new Academy... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll know. be. I don't know what they, what, the, what, are they interested in? I mean, we mm-hmm. know the kinds of stories that they favor. I mean, just look at the nominations this year. Yeah, but at the same time, it's, it's like, it's really just baffling. Yeah. Yeah, it's the if they continue
2: uh, acting like this and acting like one uh, black nomination is okay, uh, they're just going to prove themselves irrelevant, and then we're all going to stop paying attention to the Oscars.
1: And just like for a slave movie, mm-hmm. someone pointed this out that almost no black actor has been nominated for not either playing a criminal, a poor person, or a slave.
2: It's I guess um, I haven't yeah. I haven't seen um, what was the Denzel got nominated in 2017 for that Roman J Israel film, mm-hmm. which I've not seen, but I think he's a lawyer in it.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. I and, think that's the, and one I, he's also a criminal.
2: Bitch. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No shit. Um, well, Fences. <laughs> Fences. He was nominated. He's a bad person in that. Viola won for that. Um, and she just plays. She's wife in that.
1: Um, Poor broken family.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like that's a little different because she's not.
1: I, I think it's. Qu- I think it's a little different too. But it is mm-hmm. more of the. They're in. They're in the bad part of town. They have to deal with financial struggles. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's a I lot mean, of is, movies. It's an
2: August Wilson play. So like... yeah,
1: it, it, it's. And I'm not saying that that means all of the nominees beforehand uh, nominating black actors is irrelevant because of Mm -hmm. the – I'm not saying that at all. I mean, most of them deserve it, but the idea of those are the only ones is sobering, to say the
0: least. I think if there's one person that comes to mind that kind of defies these rules of people of color, but even then he doesn't – he doesn't totally sway to the other direction, and that's Mahershala in Moonlight. Oh, Um, Yeah.
2: Well, he's a yes, drug dealer he does. In that.
0: I was just, yeah, but I think he's a drug dealer of more depth and mm-hmm. uh, affection for uh, for the story. Even, but
1: I find his, that to be a Trojan horse, though.
0: Screen time. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm just trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you could make a
1: point about it, it Green sucks. Book. Yeah. You could make a point about Green Book, how maybe that's like how he's playing, but it's also that movie is surrounded towards his the his mistreatment like again it's like kind of a cindy portier thing an we'll exceptional get, we'll get to it uh, we'll get to exceptional yeah yeah we don't have to talk about green book yeah um yeah i i, I guess it's just, just it, it is interesting as as it is yeah, interesting there's... that this movie in the context of slave narratives because i mean roots is i mean it's before both all of our times but roots mm-hmm. was a, ba- a big thing for the culture and mm-hmm. you know and but unfortunately then you have movies like Amasa that was directed by steven spielberg you have
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, you beloved, know I mean,
0: which i also watched this week as an accidental double feature beloved beloved yeah what did i say beloved oh yeah, yeah um I
2: mean, yeah i also just watched weird beloved. movie weird movie well that's the thing about it is it's an extremely faithful adaptation of that book mm. um yeah we don't need to we should not get into <laughs> beloved right now uh-huh. um what was I going to no. say? Oh, I I had... um. This was another question I have for you guys. Where do you stand with uh, Pitt in this movie?
1: Hmm. He's based off a real character. That's yes. the thing. That That's, is true. If if he wasn't, fuck this... I, I don't want to say fuck this movie, but if he wasn't, yeah. I would have been... It would have been horrible, honestly. Yeah. And that was my but big Green's thing. He's not that my... kind
0: of guy, though. He's not, thankfully, he's not that kind of guy, mm-hmm. though. Just...
1: Oh, I think Pitt is one of, and funny enough, I mean, and you know,
0: he produced it. Oh yeah, I mean, well, that's
1: what
2: Plan B does. Plan B produces like a ton of uh, like people of color, and um, I can pull up like the list of yeah, just outstanding. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt has I become mean, one of the
1: best producers in the business.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm crazy. really glad that he does that. I can't wait I for him found to get an Oscar. Yeah, I know that's gonna be nice. I'm happy for him. Uh. I found it less distracting this time and I tried to pay more attention to the performance and I do like the way Solomon tiptoes around it of just, it almost feels like Pitt's character, Samuel Bass, is c- trying to tell him without telling him, I'm not like these people. Mm-hmm. And Solomon is like, I can't tell if this is true or not. Right, it's too good and to then, be true. And then it's, once he finally figures out a way to ask, where are you from? And he says that he's from Canada. Then he's like, oh, I can get out of this. <laughs> um,
1: That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about the Canada part, but that actually makes more sense because he mm-hmm. probably felt more comfortable in, I mean, also he's been to Canada, so he probably knows the culture a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, yeah. I was, I was really concerned because I kind of forgot of how kind of white savory Pitt is in this movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if this is not based off, like, real, something completely real, it's a bad choice. Um, But Mm -hmm. I made sure it was, because it really, because that's the only way that really works. Mm -hmm. Um, Could Ethan Hawke play this role? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, he could. I mean, Pitt's good, but he's not, like, this is not, like, the greatest performance he's ever given.
0: No. I think it's, I think, because it's Brad Pitt, it offers some subtextual evidence that i just want to trust this man brad Mm -hmm. pitt is so rarely someone that you can despise Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and um it's even more convenient that solomon looks at him as i just like a gateway out of out of this hell Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah i also love the um the the characterization that he was a violinist because mm-hmm. of the contrast like he was he does so much with his hands with the craft and the playing of the violin and then going to the cotton fields yeah and then like how much is the hands i'm sure just so shaken from that from that mm-hmm. act
2: well and he's forced to play the violin while a family is being separated
0: <sighs> yeah it's oh man that scene's just <sighs> Yeah, not yeah, good, not good. Horrifying. And
2: that's when Cumberbatch
1: shows up. Yeah. And, Cumberbatch uh, is an
2: interesting character, too. Based mm-hmm. off She's a real a person. is what he is. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's based off, and funny enough, the book apparently was much more favorable to um, Ford, Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch's mm-hmm. character. That was actually a criticism was that he was portrayed more uh, villainous and cowardly than in the actual <laughs> book. But I think that makes sense, because McQueen, even though maybe that's not, the direct intention of solomon i -hmm. think mcqueen realizes that there's this is there's no excuses in this yeah yes like yes he's a um he's not as mean as epps but he still owns slaves at the end of the day and i think that scene with the mother saying like you're still, you know, you fawn over him, but you still you still need, don't forget that he actually owns you and that he is part of this problem.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think those scenes really matter because it, I mean, it's very, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's very contextual. It puts everything in this, like, it's the reason why this is like the movie about slavery because it does, it really covers a lot of things, which, you, were, um, Jack, you were talking about 1917. That's my problem with 1917 is that it doesn't cover that actual depth. It doesn't explore those kind of topics like 12... Which we, we have different talked about, by the different topics. talked mm-hmm. about, um, I mean, we might. Who knows?
0: No. Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Because we're going to do the best pick whatever wins this year. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, boy. I mean, I would love to cover Parasite. Looks like it's becoming even more possible. Yeah, it's either going to be Parasite or So,
2: yeah, like, good, good luck. It's but either
1: then gonna again, go- I thought it was going to win last year.
2: Yeah, I mean, if Parasite wins, it's totally going to shake up my rankings. Um, <sighs> and I'm trying to see. I
0: If Parasite wins, I think it just gives Sam Mendes the director trophy. Yeah, which, who no. cares? That's fine. No. Sam
2: Mendes is Whatever. a good director. So. Yeah, I <laughs> like him. I mean, I think... <laughs> it's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's a good He's a good director. I'm
1: just going to say it's for Skyfall. That, it wasn't for 1917. It was yeah, really for that's Skyfall.
0: Fair. Uh, I mean, that's Revolutionary Road Erasure, but...
1: Skyfall wow. is ten times better. <laughs>
0: um, I also was... dig in the Cumberbatch character that I just thought I I didn't want to forget this. Um, it offers just a different shade of evil. I think that man is despicable. I think we can all agree on that.
2: Yeah, he's but in you just action.
0: I think to see him contrasted with Paul Dano,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. it's just like there there isn't just the Paul Danos of the world. There's also the Cumberbatches who just stand there like a bystander Mm -hmm. almost and paul dano who just has bottled rage and has to just just act like a a dog like a wild animal to anyone that looks different from him Mm -hmm. to anyone that he can just he can just prove is lower than he is Mm -hmm. does
1: anyone play uh, like smarmy or like just like pathetic than paul dano
0: yeah, I think he's just great this
1: in
2: this sniveling.
1: Uh, so yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really great in this. Um,
1: you think this is gonna be his Riddler performance? This character? You think he's
2: gonna be like? An mean, racist? Oh my God! If the Riddler's just racist? <laughs> oh,
0: that's oh boy, <laughs> Jesus! Uh, I hope not. What if he just does Eli from There Are We Blood Again? I think that's, mean, good that's too. also
2: fine. Just, like, pick a, pick a character out of a hat and it'll be yeah. the Riddler. Like, it's fine. It really
0: is. It's the most perfect
1: casting out of yeah. all of it, honestly. I, I,
0: I mean, I be- I love him as an actor. I think he's mm-hmm. sensational. I'm not yeah, trying he- to demote his... Yeah, you are. His, ...his thing, yeah. You hate
1: him. You have a horrible hatred for Paul Dan, and we all know this.
2: God. Yeah, he's so fucking good. I um, Prisoners? Yeah, are you kidding me? Oh yeah, exactly. Um, Where yeah, are you going to, Kyle? Uh, I'm looking at my own uh, best picture ranked list, which I made. I think I've like pretty much solidified my top ten, and I have uh, Twelve Years a Slave up in the top five. Just because. What's number one? It's undeniable. It's oh, number one it's is The Apartment.
1: Undeniable. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Billy Wilder. Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, uh, uh. The thing about The Apartment is it is easily one of the best movies ever made. And it is one of the few times that the best movie ever made has won best picture. And so yeah. that's, that's kind of where, how I rank my best pictures is, is this one of the best movies ever made? And did it win the highest prize in film? And he, if it's yes, then it's up there because where's
1: the Godfather?
2: I have the Godfather really high up. Um, it's kind of messy. There are probably things I should move around, but my top 10 right now, um, I have On the Waterfront, um, yeah, All could... About Eve, uh, Return of the King, No Country. Midnight Cowboy, number five is Terms of Endearment, Four <gasps> Twelve yes. Years a Slave, uh, three, Silence of the Lambs, mm. two, Moonlight, and one yes. is The Apartment.
1: Perfect. Is that That's... your favorite Wilder?
2: Uh. Yeah. I haven't I like seen a, a ton of them, but I don't think anything is going to beat The Apartment.
1: I love Sunset. and mm-hmm. Have you seen Sunset? No, I've not. Oh,
2: God. I, I gotta get there. I'm gonna finish. I have a couple directors I'm finishing up. Then I'll probably move on to someone like Wilder. I'm gonna finish um, Scorsese and Cassavetes, and then I can move on. Mm.
1: Do you want to dunk on Jack right now?
2: What? Have you not seen The Apartment?
1: <laughs> he hasn't seen any Wilder.
2: Oh, you freak. No, I, Just... I've seen something Like It Hot. I mean... Okay, so that's oh, okay, one. Okay, fine. Um, yeah just watch the apartment. Yeah. I will lend you my copy of the apartment just like get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Fucking loser.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. I oh, that's great. Probably have to go soon. So Okay. Let's uh let's Yeah, how much longer ahead. do we have you? Um What time is it? Uh it's like 6:30. I can I can probably do like another like 10 minutes probably. Okay. I should let's probably get back up to somerville (laughs) uh let's let's
1: go uh, the uh, way we end all of our podcasts Mm -hmm. is um or episodes to say is what was your favorite scene of the movie okay and Um. i have one and this is a hard and i was watching this like i don't know how to choose a favorite scene (laughs) because it's hard to like like this movie and that's Mm -hmm. a weird like i put i think in my letterbox review i said this is the greatest most unwatchable movie i've ever made and i hope i never watch it for the rest of my life yeah sure it's um it's like it's okay this is gonna sound weird but schindler's list is more funny than this movie like schindler's list is much like an easier watch than this movie
0: i would like to bring something up before favorite scene do you guys take into account rewatchability what after you watch something for the first time no because i normally don't i i normally don't think about
2: that I I don't. I let movies tell me if I'm going to watch them again. Mm. Uh, Like, there are movies that I think about a lot that I didn't realize I was going to. And one of my most recent examples is an anime film called Miss Hokusai, Mm. uh, which is about uh, a a woman who is the daughter of the man who painted the waves, you know, the the wave painting from Japan. Mm. Yeah, it's about her, and it's very episodic and just like about her life. And I've just been thinking about it so much, and I didn't realize I would. So I like when that happens. Or um, uh, piano teacher and white material. Great, just like yeah, movies yeah. that get stuck in my head. Anything so with Isabelle pair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my my main bitch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Twelve Years a Slave. I remember after I first watched it, I was like, cool. Now I don't have to watch it again. And then when you guys asked me to do this, I was like, okay, fine, I will. And then I watched it again. And I was like, okay, all
0: set. Like
1: never. Yeah, I'm never done, watching yeah. this again. Mm-hmm. and this is it's it's a perfect movie yeah i don't and mind I don't that, that i
0: own this i don't mind that i own it either. neither yeah. do i i own it yeah. as well yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's something to own because it's to show appreciation sometimes sure. i own movies that i'll never watch again but yeah. i like to own it just to show my appreciation
2: yeah. yeah um but yeah what was your scene
1: my scene is the quieter one but when after the the drunkard rats on um solomon mm-hmm. to uh epps and epps brings him out and ha- has his hand around him it's the middle of the night walks him around and like says yeah this guy rat you out what are you gonna do and how solomon just basically on the spot lies to him perfectly has all mm-hmm. this reasoning where would i get the paper where would i get the ink i have no mm-hmm. friends and Chiatel sells it so far it's the most quiet moment of the movie maybe not the mm-hmm quiet but it's such a quiet moment of the movie where two characters are in this deep conflict but it's and it's Fastminder is so menacing and Mm -hmm. she is just like so like it also shows the intelligence of solomon and how and his willingness to survive and it's just an amazing scene and they like stare at each other they're so close Mm -hmm. and their dynamic is incredible they i mean they're just both amazing fucking actors. It's mm-hmm. I love that scene. I would rewatch that scene just yeah. because. I think it's that's very... so quiet and it's just it's a truly amazing,
0: an excellent ensemble. I think we should also mention that. Oh, yeah, so I good. mean we've done yeah, we've done like a performance review, but still, it's it's just an amazing <laughs> ensemble.
2: exactly. Um, yeah, so what would yours be, Jack?
1: <laughs> it's it's kind hard.
0: Of a g- it's kind of it's a cheat, g- but like the ending. Roll Jordan Roll. Uh-huh. I think that's it's like, what, when they all sing together.
1: Oh yeah, in the grave. I think or? it's yeah.
2: yeah. Um, that might have been his
0: Oscar clip. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I can't that's, remember I thought,
2: that. I, that might
0: be. Um, I think it's kind of a catchy tune. First of all, mm-hmm. um, but also this is something that just unites these people. Mm-hmm. That it's. It's like they've all been tried to be separated this entire time and uh, dehumanized.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: um, the act of just singing out your emotions and just carrying out this song that seems like it's been carried out through like centuries and centuries. Yeah. It seems like an older... Kind of, it, doesn't, it didn't seem like someone wrote it right there, you know?
2: Yeah, but, 100%. I.
0: Yeah, it just story. seems like it's something that brings them all together,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, yeah, I, I think it's be- in like McQueen's staging for all of his films. It's something that kind of haunts with you, and he does something kind of interesting with music a lot mm-hmm. of the time, like the one, the famous one take in Shame with uh, Fastbender running through New York City, mm-hmm. or um, the gymnasium scene from Widows. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always interested in incorporating music into scenes that wouldn't normally oh. have music.
1: That widow scene, I watched it. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh cool. like, yeah. What amazing. A, a performance that is.
1: Oh. I'm so happy just thinking about it. Yeah. I just have this big old smile on my face.
0: Yeah. Widows. That's gonna be a fun episode.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, it's gonna <laughs> be awesome. That's great. I mean, it's kind of um, like not
0: a fun movie, but at the same time, it's, <laughs> it kind of it's kind of fun. Is it fun. How would we know. measure fun? <laughs> They're
1: bad bitches doing shit. I don't know. Elizabeth <laughs> has some fun scenes. I think he realize...
2: is my favorite performance in that movie. <laughs> Just outstanding. Yeah, be... She she's
0: Elizabeth Dudicki pushed me downstairs.
2: Yeah, honestly. She's so very tall. Um, <laughs> but I would say my favorite scene. Uh I mean I have a few, but if like off the top of my head, I'm gonna have to say just when he um, when he's being sent to go get um, Patsy, I think was what happened. When he runs into the group of people in the woods and they're oh, about yeah. to hang a few, oh, a few men, and they're like, "Oh, where are you going?" And he's like, "Oh, so I have, intense. I have this. Like, I am going this way." And he's like, "Oh, all right then." And then he keeps keeps walking, and then they hang those men. Chitown
1: is so yeah, good. It's kind like of the cruelty
2: of that. Yeah. Is just a complete nightmare,
0: yeah, and like they kick him in the leg, yeah. Well, this is also DiCaprio's year, and (laughs) DiCaprio's my pick. I mean, I love this performance, but
3: I mean, like, fair
0: 2013 is right at the 2017, where I just i think this (laughs) decade is amazing.
1: I think Dallas Fire Club took too many awards for it to be the best, (laughs) oh
2: boy, it sure did.
1: Um,
2: (laughs) what a mess that thing is,
1: yeah. Um, but I yeah, no, usually
0: like Jean-Marc Vallée, but it's... <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Also, I mean, the ending is... I put sobbing. I mean, the ending is so cathartic and so emotional of him yeah, just meeting his like, Yeah, it's like, I'm
2: so sorry like, for everything that my done. Like, there's nothing to forgive. Like, yeah. Oh my god. It's
1: the and, perfect like, amount of sentimentality,
0: fun. where it's like the rest of the movie was like the opposite of sentimentality.
1: It, yeah, it earns it. It earns it. And I mean... I, one more thing, I feel like a lot of the nature shots were very malic, mm-hmm. uh, and like like thin um, the thin red line and stuff like that, where it, like how it shows these plantations. Um, and you're talking about the scene of uh, at the in front of the grave. I love that wide shot of all of them gathered together. They're just like the small gathering of them, mm. and they're surrounded by the entire plantation. Plantation. You see the shitty graves that they uh, that are um, like the very makeshift graves that are allowed on the plot and it's just like mm-hmm. very small and it shows the disrespect but it also shows like how how together they are because they're just so scrunched up together in this big world yeah
0: mm-hmm. mcqueen uh-huh. and sean bobbitt are like one of the great cinematographer director <laughs> collaborations of our time that's that's great yeah
1: um i want to mention two more things and then we can go um because i i know you have you have to somewhere to beat kyle um mm-hmm. the score not nominated which is insane by hans zimmer is amazing mm-hmm. oh it's, it's,
2: it's blown it's away by
1: the score this time it like yeah it makes it's so it's incredible like the score when he's on the riverboat when he's about to get sold and like and how it shows like when they're showing the propellers or whatever and the score just booming and being this tense, horrible, gut-wrenching um, thing. With like, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Hans had. I mean, Hans is very like bass and very menacing, and like mm-hmm. you know, he used a frickin' razor to get uh, a razor on a um, cord, and I think a ba- on a um, cello cord for the Joker. Like mm-hmm. he, the dude's metal. Oh,
0: Jesus. Um, <laughs> I think we can. Yeah, we've all seen Christopher Nolan movies. We we know how. Hans Zimmer works.
1: He's so good. I mean, but that's the thing. He's not doesn't even just do Nolan. I mean, this is the opposite of a Nolan movie. Yeah, I mean, right. He scored this,
0: Nancy Myers movies. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. The man's the man's a G, and he yeah. should all be a G.
0: What piece uh, of music always comes to mind for me is when Solomon was finally cut down from that tree, uh-huh. and it's like this buzzing noise uh-huh. that plays throughout that scene, uh-huh. and I think it's like this confrontation between Ford and Paul Dana. I mean yeah for this batch and and they had just have some exchange and just like like it's uh-huh. oh man it's very eerie it's kind of like how insects and bugs will kind of make that noise during the summertime but like yeah. heightened oh totally it.
1: so i wanted to end uh we can start plugging after this but i wanted to end on uh before we even uh, decided to do the past picture miniseries and see this movie, uh, there's this great article uh, from Robert Daniels, um, a film writer who is great. I admire a lot. Um, he did, uh, you know, he did a list which might which doesn't always produce the greatest writing of like the top 20 films of the decade directed by black filmmakers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I and he has this excerpt for 12 Years a Slave that I think is uh, quite powerful. In 2013, the awards triumph of 12 Years a Slave felt like a victory in empathy. Never mind that it somehow took 150 years and an elevated cinematic lens for a mainstream audience to engender us with compassion. But while Northup does survive on my rewatch, I wondered if we see him, if we ever see him live. In fact, the snapshots of his prior and afterlife beyond slavery's brutality arrive with awful brevity.
3: Uh-huh.
1: When is Sol- when is Solomon allowed to just exist in the film or otherwise? This weighs even heavier considering Lupita uh, Nyong'o's role as Patsy receives the brunt of the narrative's hyper-realistic viciousness and violence, a burdensome emotional load to carry. Much of my resistance probably doesn't stem from the film itself, but but from my changing expectation of the varieties of black stories that could be told. Furthermore, it's telling that we've not received many films detailing slavery since. That speaks to the picture's honesty, realism with a point of no return. And as the earliest best picture winner directed by a black filmmaker, like many firsts, Twelve Years a Slave unfairly lies in the in opposition to the expansive breath It begot, when mm-hmm. it really exists as the first beautiful inhale of what was to come. Wow. I think, Jeez. I think it's just brilliant writing and Yeah, yeah. you
2: should definitely yeah. link to that in the episode because I want to read that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, he has it's a great Great list. Yeah. Um and I wanted you know, we're three white dudes talking about this movie, so I wanted to bring in some of the black perspective.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no I um, think that's, that's always very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um but yeah, this this movie. I I hope I hope everyone watches it and then never sees it again. And I hope everyone pays attention to
0: mm-hmm. what or this just movie watch Widows is. instead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um
2: I think it's one of the best picture winners, and it is a great example of what the Academy can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And can award. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's about it.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Kyle, where can everyone? Oh, well, first, thank you so much for coming on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. yeah. Again. Come back anytime. Uh, yeah. And even if it it just we're just in the
0: middle stuff. of a call, just call us in the middle of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. So where so, can
1: everyone find you on the internet?
0: So uh,
2: on Twitter, I am at uh, Kyle underscore motto because the guy who has Kyle motto is a hockey player who blocked me. Um, which is fine. Uh, my letterbox is Kyle Amato 92 and I recently started a tiny letter, which is just tiny letter Kyle Amato, uh, where I'm just trying to get myself to write more about my movies, uh, than just being like this shit rips.
0: Oh yeah. I think I saw this this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. This week's was bad. Like this is not a good, uh, episode of my tiny letter, but you know, I got. to Try to do better tomorrow. It's just always always the motto. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I don't really use my Instagram or uh, other things. I just have them. Um,
3: Perfect.
2: But yeah, thanks so much for having me yeah. uh, for this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, Next time we'll let you choose one. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. That, oh, that, that was would narrow. actually be all... I already know which one I'm going to pick, and it's also horrifying, but... Ooh. Oh all right i like it Uh, yeah
1: Yeah. i I like that too
2: (laughs) yeah it's a complete fucking nightmare but it's one of my
0: favorite movies of all time so nice
1: yeah can't wait um yeah jack everyone find you on the internet
0: i am jack a twitter jack jack a twitter jack a A. draper on twitter (laughs) and and um my writing can be found on the simple Cinephile. cool yeah um
1: I can be found at ClayFilm100 on Twitter, on Instagram, on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Um, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, our Twitter account for the podcast is at ETTpod. You can leave a voicemail at Anchor. Um, yeah, please share. Um, next week is... Uh, Birdman oh, with Shay. Birdman with Shay Vassar. That's going to be a fun episode. Oh, yeah.
0: oh Birdman. Oh. <laughs> you always wrestle inside me i'm, I'm <laughs> really
1: i'm interested to rewatch it because it's been kind of it's been yeah. it hasn't aged well in the i in like yeah. in the eyes of film twitter so i'm oh, curious absolutely. if i agree
2: i haven't um, seen it since like 2015 but i remember finding the scenes between edward norton and emma stone like very sexy in a fun way which is it's, certainly it is pretty erotic yeah that is something that i felt about that movie and i'm not interested in revisiting it so, i remember
0: being a freshman in high school and watching it and being like oh i love the drums you know yeah, <laughs> like, God. yeah. um all right i gotta
2: <laughs> all right. go yeah so, all right thank yeah, you so much again. for listening thank you for thank listening
1: yeah. yeah uh thank you all for listening uh see you next time